0: NGOs that are getting $1.5 billion from the UN of tax, your taxpayer money has already been sent to them.
1: <laughs> you have to want to be there for your, for your people.
2: Put it right there. This is a podcast going on. You know what I'm saying?
3: I'm here doing my favorite thing on a Sunday afternoon. You're listening to the American Freedom and God podcast. Presented by JPF and Associates and the JohnPFox.com training portal and classroom, where we share commentary, wisdom, and counsel. This is a weekly podcast show. Thank you for tuning in. Exposing the art of projection. Well... We're gonna have to do that once in a while around here, that's for sure. And with the uh, with the Steve Bannon show, we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit today, guys. In the X twenty two report, it's gonna be talking about how to see things from an oversight. Exactly what's been going on the analysis thereof, and that'll be a good thing. So, and also the hope message today, we're going to be listening in with Pastor Greg Laurie. How to resolve conflict. Uh, do you win an argument when you're arguing, or do you try to resolve the argument? That's a good question, and we can soul search for the answer to that one pretty good with Greg Laurie today. Health segment with Bobby Parrish goes into Costco, meets up with Dr. Eric Berg, who's been on, the, his bites have been on this show for a while now, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about what healthy foods are laying around on the shelves over there at Costco, which is a good thing. Today's show, seeing clearly is a beautiful thing. And we'll probably have to kind of elaborate on that one seeing clearly now the rain is gone. (laughs) How's it going, Debbie? We're ready for another show, guys. Welcome to the American Freedom and God Podcast. I am your host, John P. Fox, and we are raring to go today. This is the twenty-fourth of January and happens to be a family member's birthday today. A brother that I can't seem to find. (laughs) Maybe I'll have to get on Ben Verified or something to see if I can track him down, but like the least send him a happy birthday but uh that's where we're at today guys new things are happening this is an explosive year an election year 2024 there's a lot to examine what's going on and you know in the american freedom and god podcast we're going to do just that as much as possible i'm going to apologize in advance if i get a date wrong or a name can't quite come to the tip of my tongue these things happen you know i myself am an overseer thank you lord I just have this um, ability to do that, just like if you were saying, "Well, I have the ability to um, do arts and crafts very well, or I have the ability, the ability to play hockey very well." Uh, one of the abilities God gave me is to oversee stuff, so I can just like hear what's going on in the room, go, what's going on last week, what's going on in, with the companies and with you know on the streets, or wherever, and I can go back in, in in a quiet area and just say, "Hmm." I kind of see through all this stuff. <laughs> now, there's a lot of times I'm wrong, so I'm just going to admit that right off the bat. And the minute you start admitting you're wrong, that's when your oversight opens up even three times as much. You're able to go back, correct what it is you were wrong about. You're able to start honing in your craft. You start seeing that you know, you're not as wrong as you think you are, but you, you should probably uh, dot your I's and cross your T's. <laughs> so That kind of wrong. Well, i got to get right to it, though, guys. Today, I will be talking about the will of the people. Yeah, we can see clearly now that it's a beautiful thing. And it's I'm not trying to quote a, a, a line out of a popular or famous song from back in the day, either. It's just came to me what will this title we got a lot of stuff lined out here today and we're going to get right into it and, and just wanted to say to myself you know we need a title and what could that possibly be and the thought of after this primary this uh, race for the primary uh in new hampshire the thought was you know what i'm starting to see very clearly i'm starting to see the will of the people you know we, we wanted to close the border that's that's the number one will of the people right now and we have a, a system where we can actually do that very easily. Uh, you know, we have the power, we have everything it takes, the money, the power, to, and, you know, the people to go close that border. And they're not doing it. So I'm going to start with that, guys. Just, uh, and then we will get into a couple headlines and then right on into the subject matter, the deep heart of the show today. But, the, you know, closing the border was just one of the things of the will of the people. I'm able to see that, um, the people's will is as powerful as ever because here's the will of the politics or the machine. The will of the machine is money will dictate what we're going to do, will sway who not only the candidate is going to be, but whether or not that candidate gains any ground. And, um, same thing with Congress people same thing with uh executive branch people and the cabinet people same thing with the other departments and agencies that are ruled you know down line from there they all have this thing where money can give them exactly what it is that their will is and that money at the end of the day it seems to be the biggest uh leverage that they have but uh i'm gonna i'm here to tell you that it's not the money is not the will of what's going... It is the will of the people that is more powerful even than of the money. And uh, I have to get into that a little deeper. We're talking to... Um, we're, we're listening to the newscast on the New Hampshire caucus last night, which is, is handled differently than the one in Iowa. So they have this Democratic party. The Democratic primary goes on behind the scenes. While the cameras and the news stations are all uh, broadcasting the primary for the Republican Party, which is not behind the scenes. So here's the thing. Both parties are going through the New Hampshire caucus last night both the democrats and the republican parties and they both have a set of candidates with, with the republicans being only two so a pair and then with the democrats being three or more which is a set so we have this going on we don't really hear much about what's happening on the democrat side except that they're just right in the candidate even if the candidates nowhere to be found which is usually the case but uh so that one went went down behind the scenes but the one that was in the forefront was the republican primary and we're seeing that, uh, in, well, in Iowa, it was just a, a, it was just crushed by the Republicans and the will of the people in Iowa. So there's, there's an example. There was no contest. The seventeen uh, percent, and I, I guess it was more like a seven or eight percent for Ron DeSantis, and seventeen for Nikki Haley, and all of the rest of it went to Trump, which is the, a huge, huge majority. They crushed it. Uh, we looked at that and we said, great. Now it's time to go to New Hampshire. And here's the thing. All the things that's going to happen in New Hampshire, that didn't really happen in Iowa. They chose not to do that. And what do I mean? Well, they chose not to go in there, become dem- become Republicans for a short period of time, which you can also get away with it. Being an independent for a short period of time. Vote for Nikki Haley in the caucus. And then, you know, as soon as that's done, go back and be who you really are. (laughs) So, but they didn't, they chose not to do that now. And you've seen what the results were. Now let's say, um, that was okay. I mean, it's just being, it's just nuts and bolts. This is what's happening with the popular, uh, vote. But now let's go over to New Hampshire and, uh, let's do another popular vote in New Hampshire. Now, historically, that's usually where things start to change for the other, um, candidate in the race and you know historically that's what they wanted to see happen for nikki haley now without knowing um exactly who's who and what what's what we do know that money has a lot of power the uh whole uh donor aspect of a campaign has a lot of power so what does it pay into So, well, Nikki Haley, they already know based on Iowa and other reasons, lots of other reasons. So Nikki Haley is not going to get a bunch of votes where she's going to be within 10 points, you know, or within 10 uh, percentage wise of Donald Trump. It's not just not going to happen. So what do we got to do? Well, we got to do something to cause the will of the people to be swept under the rug and for it to look let money shine. So that's exactly what they did. We know that it's been said by the top, you know, analysts in all of this that's been around for many years. It's all they're they're telling it all. And we know it's been said by many of them throughout the last week, listening to the news um, from the whatever sources you guys can pick a source. And we know that what's being said is that they are going to get as many Democrats as they can to put on a mask, become something else and get in a vote for Nikki Haley so that we can make this thing look close. So as an overseer, I'm seeing this. I've heard them saying it all week long. Sure enough, that's exactly what they did. Now what are we what, what are we not seeing anymore, guys? It's seeing clearly is a beautiful thing. So here we go. We already know that this is like um, it's it's not real. It's a facade that there's any of a of a within 10 number next to the Trump outcome of last night's New Hampshire caucus. So, But there was, there was Nikki Haley, uh, her um, her status was within 10 of Trump's status at the end of the day. Trump still wins,
4: mm-hmm. but
3: how did Nikki Haley get all the way to within 10 points?
4: I read a report <laughs> this morning, 72% of all of her uh, votes came from Independent and Democrat. So that just proves your theory right there. So,
3: so seeing clearly, thank you for that, Deborah. Is a beautiful thing, guys. If you're not seeing this, well, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> we just—if—if if they would not have done that, what do you think the outcome would have been for Nikki Haley? Same as our
4: It would have been a smear. It would, it would have, have
3: been, been a smear. a few. Yeah. And that would have been it. And it's just so easy to see this now, guys. And I wanted to just say there are many things going on in politics where it's that easy to see. For example, we're going to be talking about projection here in a little bit. And and what do I mean by projection is when the opposition takes everything that you do and then they, uh, I mean, they take everything that they do and then they, they say that you're the one doing it. And they just convincingly keep saying it until the people believe it. When in all actuality, you're not seeing clearly at that point. You're believing them. So if we take, like, for example, the morning show with Joe and Mika, they are constantly projecting. and They make an attempt. And we're, we're, today with Steve Bannon, we're going to see what I'm talking about. They make an attempt to convince everybody that Republicans want open borders. They want fentanyl. They want the cartels to continue to do human trafficking. They want all this to flourish. And, and they want all this to... to you know, be allowed to flourish and grow and they don't want to do anything about it and, and that they're upset and throwing a fit in congress because the supreme court ordered that they leave uh, the razor wire they do not have the right now they don't have the authority to do that so the supreme court ordered in the authority of the emergency acquisition from the joe biden uh, administration to make uh, the governor of Texas, stop what he's doing at the border. Well, after all, the federal government does oversee that; has the authority, the authority over that. And Amy Barrett was one of the ones that went with the liberal side of the Supreme Court, saying, "Well, you know, we got to do what what nuts and bolts say we got to do here." And when it comes to the justice system, they went with that. The nuts and bolts says that the Biden administration has the authority, and so they ruled with that. But here's the thing: this doesn't end with that because it's got to get completely resolved in the courts. And seeing clearly, you'll understand that What was being said on the news the next morning after that ruling by Joe Amica is that the Republican was losing his mind in Congress doing a speech about how they don't understand why the Supreme Court made that ruling and because these Republicans want these borders to stay open and they want fentanyl to continue to come in. I'm not even going to repeat what he was saying. I'll let you hear it. And then we're going to let uh, the master, the admiral, Steve Bannon, kind of reply right after, which is going to save me a little bit right there. since I'm such a small guy, Steve is huge. Um, yeah, well, I've never been in the military either, so I don't even have that outlook. However, we studied it up, right? We did study it up some. So the will of the people is more powerful than even the monies that controls the faces you're seeing that end up, you know, in office. So I'm thinking the, the, the rhino-type politician, Republican in name only, has kind of realized... That when they go to work, they're not really necessarily thinking for the rep who they represent. They're actually thinking about what, what the future brings. And at the end of their term here, I was going to say, yeah, at the end of their day, but it's, it's every day for, for when they're in, showing up that we, we have something else in mind. I know there's going to be a lot of hollering about the, the, what's going on at the border. And there's going to be a lot of arguing back and forth of whether or not January 6th was real with this insurrection thing going on. And there's going to be a lot of bickering back and forth of who's uh, winning the primary uh, for the Republican race and whether or not the Republican Party is still a thing or is this turning into something. And all of that's going to get discussed. And there's going to be some details about whether or not... Uh, Somebody is, you know, dep- uh, the depositions put off for Hunter Biden, etc etc And all that's going to get discussed, but you know what? It, at the beginning and the end of each day, they're not actually going to work to work for the American um, way of life. They're not actually going to work to work for freedom. They're going to work to work for their interests. And it's starting to show more and more. Chip Roy put out a huge speech two days ago that... Um, you know, illustrated what I'm saying. He is so sick and tired of these congressmen standing around and they don't come there to work and they can't wait to go back on vacation and they they don't understand what their actual job is. Oh, boy, did Chip ever nail it on the head of what the mentality is of a typical congressperson? And now I'm saying typical congressperson like all of them because it's so few, like Chip, you know, that sees this. Maybe more than a few see it, but just they're not willing to say so. That's where we get the words, that's where we get the Anchor and Rhino from, Republican in name only, because they're actually part of a uniparty. And what has to happen, guys, in order for us to save the freedoms of America, is we have to stop this uniparty machine, which is also connected to a globalist uh, agenda. Now, A lot of times when I would hear people in the past talk about a globalist agenda, I would say, Dude, that's that's Cracker Box stuff. You know what? Why, why are you going there? How how can you randomly say that all politicians are crooks and and there's somebody who wants to take over the world? I mean, are we watching an episode of Pinky and the Brain? What are we going to do today, Brain? Try and take over the world like we do every day, Pinky. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way I used to see it. Oh, come on, just the Pinky and the Brain theory. No, there. Now that I know a little more, a little something. You know, we've been to. um the sites with the people that are looking for the truth, like the vote over at Mike Lindell's site. There's tons of uh, proof that the courts refuse to look at. it's um, Now that I'm seeing all this, I'm realizing there is a global agenda. Then call, along came um, my awareness of the WEC. So before, when I heard the words WEC, I said, what does that mean? W.E.F.? Okay. oh, I was thinking of wrestling. So, no, but I was thinking of globalists. It was just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's W.E.F. <laughs> so when I'm thinking of W.E.F., I'm like, what? The World Economic Forum? Yeah. Well, you know, I hang around in forums, you know, especially online where I need to learn more about code or I need to learn more. I'm working on my website and the e-commerce thing and not getting as many sales as I want. So I go on over to the forum and I start typing in my concerns and then people start answering back and we work together. You become known sometimes in the forum, your username. And I'm thinking, so the World Economic Forum, so it's a forum, you know, what else are you going to do? You get together as a Leaders of the world, right? Then I find out they're not leaders at all. They are individuals that are in a position to construct this thing. And they've done it how many years ago? I don't know. But it's been around. I've been hearing about it for a long time, probably decades. And they're able to grow. You know, They weren't elected. They weren't even selected. They just come together, hold hands and say, we are now a forum. That's what I start to understand, guys. That's seeing clearly. Seeing clearly is a beautiful thing. What is this forum gonna do for you as an American? You gotta make a guess, would you? Not good. It's not good. They want to shut you down. They want to tell you what to eat and drink. They want to tell you that there's issues with the climate, you know, and and I'm not even gonna go into that as a a subject matter. I'm just saying what they want to do. They want to make sure that you understand that um, they've got to advise everything. John Kerry can step up and talk one day and tell you how we're all going to die if we don't stop having farms. We're all going to die if we don't stop making food for everybody. Because you can't have all the people and the food.
4: Well, we will die
3: then, won't we? We don't have any farms or any food. Oh, see it clearly, guys. It's a beautiful thing. We need to see clearly i can't wait till we get to the health segment today because they're going to be talking about a little bit of that too on foods but we're, we're going through this and we're realizing that there is there is a group way over somewhere up high in the world i don't know about up high but you know if they're backed by billions and trillions i guess that's up high right
4: high on the
3: food chain high on the food chain so they got all this money and they are having an agenda What's happening to the American people as they start to see this, they're starting to realize they don't want that. They don't want these people telling them what they're going to have and not have and be happy. They just don't want that. And it's all a bunch of hogwash. Now, I realize that there are people that are on the side of, say, the Democrats in the United States. They are on their side. They want what the Democrats are serving up i realized that but i also learned that it is a small percentage of the people that are actually like that and the majority the overwhelming majority of the people do not want uh, that democratic agenda now where does the democratic agenda get all of its power why is the congress the white house um the supreme court even why are they all full of these democrats Because they've got the power from this supernatural, I mean, not supernatural, superficial kind of way, and it's called money. That's where their power came from. That's how they became the majority in politics. But even though they're the majority in politics, they are not the will of the people, which is over here. The will of the people, which is over here, uh, separate from the politics, is far more of a majority and is anti what the politics are doing. So there you have the problems. In, in, in politics versus the ruling of its people versus everybody living in tranquility. There you have the problem. The money purchased all this that's in Congress and made it the majority democratic and made it the majority of the globalist agenda and made it everybody gets their pockets filled one way or another if they buy into this or if they accept being bought into this. They get their pockets filled and that money pays for this majority democratic congress and government of the united states which is becoming less and less anything to have to do with the people so when did we hear about the newest bridge being built or roads being redone because they're they're in such bad shape when did we hear about politicians caring anything about that kind of infrastructure i know they mention infrastructure because it's a word they like to use as a buzzword but they don't really, it's not really caring about the people. Even if Mika and Joe sits there and says in such a day, January 23rd, and we argue the government, the Biden administration is p- pledging to redo such and such bridge. They'll say things like that, but none of it actually ever happens. Something else is going to happen with that money.
4: Exactly.
3: So as an overseer, I decided to title today's monologue as Seeing Clearly is a Beautiful Thing. And so now that kind of segues me over to our first sound bite. But before we get there, we always like to, it's almost a tradition now, we like to rattle off a few headlines. On Well, I'm using Getter.com recently because when I was over at X, I noticed they didn't have a sidebar of headlines over on X. It looks like uh Elon decided to make that premiums, but... But we can go over to Getter and still get a sidebar full of headlines. So we'll just keep using the sites that work best, right? So no cash accepted signs are bad for millions of Americans. So if you're seeing a no cash accepted sign, that's a bad sign. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing no cash accepted, you know what it's trying to seed you for? It's trying to seed you to understand that we're not into the dollar anymore. We're not into your independent spending abilities. We want to control all that. And how do we control all that? We run all of these transactions through a computer and you have an ID and might even tag you with it, you know, so that wherever you go, everyone, the, the, the AI or whatever else will know who you are. Um, which is not a problem. I mean, we, some people try to hide who they are, but I mean, I would think that's you don't care who they know who you are. I mean, Kid Rock doesn't care if somebody knows who he is, right? So that's not the problem. The problem is they want to regulate everything you're going to do from the time you get out of bed to the time you go back to bed if you have a bed.
4: And you know, you know. it's not even only that. When they find out how every person spends their money because there's no more cash. Do you think they're not going to use that against us, as well, far course. as limiting what we can do, well, giving course. us choice? You're mm-hmm. just giving them more information to control you.
3: They want to control you guys. And that is one of the reasons why in 2020 we had this discussion about the WHO being uh, in power now to actually rule above any, you know, national governments and rule above that, having the power to should there be a, another pandemic. So it gives the WHO the power to uh, put out their regulations or mandates. And if they start doing that, you're not going to be allowed to get on a plane without their permission. You're not going to be allowed to do anything without their permission. To.
4: We've seen that there's a lot of fraud and um, manipulation in those organizations that are not truthful to the people. Well,
3: right. And we've also uncovered um, that these, these vaccines weren't really stopping the virus from spreading but what they were doing was adding something very terrible into right. the bloodstreams right. of the people that we were being given to and they but they, they, they want that they, they hid intentionally. and they want you to just kind of forget right. about seeing it that way but we we did our best right. we're trying to help you so you know those are the words that we use uh when we want to just uh you know Fix it where you can't see clearly. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So uh, to, this is uh, what we're talking about. If you see no cash accepted, guys, don't do business in there. Don't go in there with your debit card and say, well, you know, I, I'm fine. You don't, you don't take cash. I got this. There could be another reason why a company is saying no cash accepted. They may have something um, that causes them to pay more in fines or fees uh, to keep their company alive. By dealing in cash, they could be being um disciplined by the banks for dealing in cash and things like that that could be happening and, and it might be legitimate i mean it might even be somebody that owns a business that you know very well and your friends and they're telling you i'm sorry i, I gotta not take cash for at least a month because of this reason and that reason dealing with you know the, the nuts and bolts of their business and the banks but if that's going to be rare. If they're saying there's no cash accepted, they have uh, they are trying to seed the American people to come in and do business using your card. I suggest not doing it, guys. Hang on to your cash. Hang on to it. And don't let it turn into what do you call it, Debbie, it turns into when it becomes no good. Cabbage leaves.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, right? I mean, that, yeah, you put... Yeah, a tendency to think, what is he talking about? He's overthinking yeah. this one. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I didn't catch the reference at said, first. But
4: yeah, it who's it to say, what is it, right? What it could is be that a dollar? A
3: bunch of cabbage leaves if it's not accepted anywhere. And that is a scary thought. And you know what? If they don't want to accept cash, another thing they won't accept is gold bars, right?
4: <laughs> gold is legal tendons
3: Well, gold is legal tender, that's for sure. But if somebody won't accept it, how far can you go, right? Uh, there'll always be somebody to buy your gold so that's probably a bad example but if you see a no cash accepted signs and then don't do business there guys go go find a place that you know where you can actually use your cash and you still have say so I mean, especially when you're going to choose what product you're buying with your cash. When Trump lashes out at a former press secretary after a New Hampshire victory. Uh it looks like Kaylee McAnally said something to Donald Trump uh while Doing her job over at Murdoch News, and Trump seen right through it. He could tell it was uh, the Murdoch. The orders came from Murdoch to be talking that way, and he lashed out at her for it. I mean, she was, uh, you know, that she was very, very on the side of all things that that we believed in as the uh, the Trump party, the, the, the patriots of America. she's always defending, as press secretary, she did an excellent job of defending Donald Trump. But you know how Trump is. You know how he did with DeSantis, called him de-sanctimonious for the last, you know, year or so. And then, um, one day says, you know, no hard feelings, Ron. This is just <laughs> how it goes, you know. So, he just had to show him, you know, if you're gonna be de-sanctimonious, I'm gonna make sure everybody knows. And so he's he's, he's warning Kaylee right here. If you're going to be doing for Murdoch, I'm not putting up with the rhino stuff. And so that's basically all he's doing there, guys. That won't last very long. I know it's in the news now, but it won't last very long. Texas continues to set up razor wire to stop illegal immigrations despite SCOTUS ruling. So we just talked about that. You know, they're going to continue to do it because here's the thing. It's not finished in court yet. So nobody can go over there and start enforcing with with you know, tanks and bombs or anything, you know, if you don't do what we say, until this thing is finished in court. And I do believe that this ruling is not, it's not a final ruling. It's just, they're, they're putting out there, right now, this is, the, the federal government does have authority here, and that's all they're really trying to say. I was a little surprised with Amy Barrett not, you know, taking, but see, it also shows that at least they're looking at the severity of how they rule on things and how they see the law, as much as I didn't like it, at least they're they're adhering to what the law says to adhere to. That I do like because ultimately that's going to be in the favor of the truth tellers. Mm-hmm. That's always that, that's going to be in favor of the God believers and the truth tellers. You know, I had to throw it out there. This is the American Freedom and God podcast, guys. <laughs> and so moving right along, I got a couple more headlines I want to read for you real quick as we get into our first soundbite. So. Analysis: Trump start to twenty four. Trumps start to twenty four election his, historic. So you know our headlines can be Haley's New Hampshire finish a likely uh, mirage. I was kind of looking for that word earlier when I was trying to describe what happens when you get your numbers all the way up within ten, but yet nobody really voted for you. It's a mirage. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, she is running for the wrong party's primary.
4: It's like a form of cheating, isn't it? It is a form it, of
3: cheating. You know, you wouldn't have seen those numbers if not they said, look, we have to do this or we won't have those numbers. Let's pretend to be Republicans.
4: But that tells you right there. <laughs> so, that tells you right there that's part of the system, the crooked system, the It shows the you seeing clearly. Exactly. is
3: a beautiful thing. It shows you right there that they put together an action, which is... Not nice. Not nice at all. It's basically cheating, even though they got away with it legally. It can be done. It's still basically a cheat. You know, it's like if you're playing chess with somebody and there's, um, this move, you're really not supposed to do. It's, it's, in the rules, it says it's not necessarily a cheat, but it would be very unethical. It'd be like you're just trying to sway everything on the chessboard your way. Well, if that's not, doesn't exist. Sorry about the example, <laughs> but that's kind of what it makes me think of. To sway things their way, even though it ain't ethical <laughs> the report is that uh, qatari ambassador involved in spying on ted cruz and tom cotton whoa well that's new to me i didn't know that qatari are getting a lot of payoffs now this is talking about the qatari ambassador but i mean from the country itself been paying into the united states politicians and the influencers of the legal um politicians in the u.s for a long time and so it influences who's going to do what for them over the years, right, Kutar? And so this uh, ambassador, uh, I guess the ambassador would be living right here in the States as the Qatari ambassador from the, you know, that embassy. And he would be uh, is saying in this headline, he's been involved in spying on Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton. Hmm. I mean, you know, you can always click these links, guys, over at Gutter News and go get more information. It'll take you to the page that tells that story. You well, know
4: that's what?
3: not unheard of, you know. No, it's not unheard of.
4: There, there was a Saudi prince that paid for Barack Obama's whole college education. The
3: ambassadors did.
4: No, this was a Saudi prince from Saudi Arabia. Oh,
3: well, oh. oh. Well, I mean, that's but even why worse. why would he do that?
4: Why would he pick yeah, him why and take Barack his Obama. college of education? I'm What's telling you, that
3: about? You know, people won't see this right away. And we're going to we're gonna hear about that from the X-22 report. But people won't see this right away. But I'm going to tell you, the, all of the sorrows that worse, the brick walls we're running into as a people in the United States all began with Barack and Michelle Obama. They are the catalysts to everything sorrow that we're seeing right now in this country. They are the ones that started all this. Even though there's a lot of this happening before them, they turned it into this.
4: They put a fire under they it.
3: They put a fire under it and made the skies gray. Yeah. And they wanted it to continue that way. And it doesn't affect their own personal lifestyle. You know,
4: so I who cares, right? I didn't at the time at all. You don't see it. I didn't
3: see it. I didn't either. I, oops.
4: I actually thought he was good at one time.
3: Yeah, you know, and I looked at it like that's great. We're in the first black president of the United States. He's a young man, been senator. Yeah, he's going to do the right thing for right. us. We're going to have a great country. Right. That wasn't what was going on at all. And had we known this, had we been seeing clearly since then, we could have been, uh, you know, doing something about it way back then, talking about this thing. You know, and it's just we were naive,
1: all of us.
4: Right? Did you write a book about that? yeah i used to be a
3: democrat wasn't that you i used to be a democrat was written in (laughs) 2015 2016. no actually it's like two years into the trump administration towards the end of it actually when i wrote that book so uh, i got my date wrong but it's like as soon as trump administration was about to end we were seeing that uh, the the vote was going to go even though it was stopped and it was a voting season instead of voting night We've seen that there was really going to, they're gonna take it away from Trump. Well, as soon as I saw that, I wrote that book. I used to be a Democrat. What I wanted people to realize is, you know, I used to think so that Democrat means democracy. And that I wanted people to know that one day I realized that wasn't the case at all. They're using the word Democratic Party when what it really is, it's closer to a socialism or a communism type thing that they'd love to see implemented on the American people. And so, if they could shut down energy independence and turn off the the, the pipelines that was the you know, we were drilling and delivering oil through, if they could shut all that down, then we no longer have the power of selling that oil to the rest of the world and using it ourselves. If they can shut all that down, then, you know, they can cause this to be an entirely different place to live, uh, entirely different, be, becomes dependent on globalists at that point.
4: It almost seems like a globalist tactic, doesn't it?
3: Well, yeah, it almost seems like that, very much so. <laughs> That's which takes me over. So what I wanted to do is go back to our little discussion about, and it's actually a huge discussion, how the uh, people like to use uh, projection. To make the Republicans look just as damning as they can. And how to do that? Well, you know, there's some damning things going on. We just talked about it. it took away energy independence. They opened up our borders. They destroy our nation. They're letting people come in here and give them the welfare instead of the American people. And this is very damning. And here you're going to hear on the Joe and Mika show, them projecting all of that onto the Republicans as if it was the Republicans that are doing it. You guys, be amazed. Be very amazed.
1: Listen to this. Made a decision ruling on the border. And now you have Republicans talking about the need to defy the Supreme Court. Do you hear what I just said? Yeah. Republicans in the House, the same people who were saying, leave the border open, let the fentanyl come in, let the, the illegal immigrants come in. Don't we, don't, we don't want to, to pass the toughest law in the history of the United States on on, on the border. Let them all in. These same people now are saying, let's have a civil war because we don't like a Supreme Court ruling.
5: Republican Congressman Clay Higgins of Louisiana is calling on Texans to stand their ground as he believes the Biden administration is, quote, staging a civil war. Higgins is referring to yesterday's Supreme Court decision that ruled in favor of the Biden administration. So
1: so, so Supreme Court... I don't like the uh, outcome. He's saying a Supreme Court decision is tantamount to civil war. Mm. Where did this guy go to school?
5: By the way, it allows federal officials to remove a razor wire barrier along the southern border that Texas Governor Greg Abbott ordered to be placed. Chief Justice John Roberts and Associate Justice Amy Coney Barrett joined the court's liberal justices in the ruling, responding in a statement. House Speaker Mike Johnson writes the order, quote, underscores that keeping our southern border open to traffickers and cartels is part of a deliberate stab. Oh, wait a wait, wait, Hold on. I, I don't want to be here. No, 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 no. Let's wait not, a minute. No, no, at, This is the
1: Biden? guy. This is the guy. Look at that guy. You see that guy right there? Yeah, I see him. That is the guy who is willing to stab Israel in the back. Mm-hmm. That is the guy who's willing to do Vladimir Putin's bidding and stab Ukrainians in the back, letting Russia invade them. And that is the guy who is saying no to what hardcore conservatives are calling the toughest border security bill ever. And you know who's behind that tough security bill? James Langford of Oklahoma, one of the most conservative Republicans in the House or the Senate. But it is Mike Johnson, because Donald Trump is telling him, it is Mike Johnson who is stabbing Israel in the back. It is Mike Johnson who is stabbing Ukraine in the back. And it is Mike Johnson who is saying, let's keep the gates open for another eight months and let illegal immigrants and fentanyl stream over the border after bitching about it for years. Now Republicans have a chance to do something about the Southern border and they say, no, Mm -hmm. no. We want fentanyl to keep coming across and killing our children. We want illegal immigrants to keep streaming into this country. We want Israel stabbed in the back. We want Ukraine stabbed in the back. We want Vladimir Putin. To go all the way to Ukraine, because that's what Donald Trump wants. And you know, when Donald Trump said that he could finish the Ukrainian war in a day, we know now how he will do it. He'll do it the same way Mike Johnson will do it. Mike Johnson, by the way, has voted with Vladimir Putin on every single vote when it came to Ukrainian aid, voted no, time and again, to protect the Ukrainians and the West against a Russian invasion.
5: The Republicans, you're talking.
0: Okay, it's uh, Tuesday, 23 January, Euroverla 2024. I just want to show you the depths of the depravity. Everything that came out of his mouth there was a lie. But this is how they're preparing the battlefield and in information warfare and in this narrative on narrative control for what's about to hit us. All of a sudden, and you know, in the audience, you know what we've covered for the last three or four years, We you know what we've called for. They're now. Positioning, and Rosemary Janks gave you the details, which is a total almost amnesty bill. He gives immediate work permits to the millions that are here, the illegal alien invaders that Biden basically took all the executive orders of Trump and threw them out day one, opened the border, and not just that, had a very well thought through plan about how to get this invasion rolling. Todd Benson's been on here a million times, and we'll break down the bill when it's finally out. But we know the major parts in it. Now they've actually told us that they're going to have the NGOs fully, fully, fully funded. You go to the New York Post. I've got it up on Getter, the Benzman article, and Benzman list. I think he said four hundred, two hundred and eighty, four hundred and eighty NGOs that are getting one point five billion dollars from the UN of tax. Your taxpayer money's already been sent to them. Isn't it always your taxpayer money that's doing all this?
4: <laughs> Let me tell you, listening to that. That was frightening.
3: I, I got to apologize to my audience for letting as much of that play as I did. I uh, When I was doing my research, I didn't listen to it all either when I should have because I would have learned that it's about a minute more than what I wanted to play. But I think it's a good thing still because it let you understand. Did you see how losing it Joe was getting on Mika and Joe, whatever that's called, mm-hmm. Joe Scarborough or whatever his name is? Did you see how much he was losing it?
4: Losing it. And not only that. His
3: grandstanding was like as if he were standing in his home. It's a domestic dispute. He's yelling at his wife. He's about to blow up his head. He can't stand another minute. It's coming out the sides of his mouth and his eye. But that's what he sounded like.
4: But it was so misleading because the state <laughs> that, that, was all said, that the Republicans will not pass. The reason they're not passing it is because the majority of that money is not to close the border. It's to process the people and give them the work permit. And the bit with Ukraine, we know the money's being um, mishandled and corruption and this and that. All that is tied to the bill. The people are saying, no, we are not going to keep giving them right. this money right. until you actually do guys, something about the border right
3: thank you for that debbie guys mike johnson is simply under he's he's overwhelmed i'm mean, gonna say under he's overwhelmed by the the folks that used to surround kevin mccarthy former house speaker and so mike is now the house speaker and joe is all over him saying his name loudly wanting you to hate him when all he's really trying to do is say look until you close the border, we're not going to discuss more money to the to the forever war of Ukraine. Now, we're, we're, They're not insensitive to to somebody in Ukraine who who needs their life back. They're not insensitive to somebody in Ukraine who's trying to, to live on and doesn't want war. They're insensitive to that the American people are constantly tied into these wars that are irrelevant to their own homeland. And Mike is saying these Patriots of America want this stop. They want to close the border. And when we do that, then we're going to talk about how we can help you with the other things you bring into the table here in the house. And it's just that simple. But what Joe is able to do is take that. Right They put up a, a resolution that they wanted passed to allow 5000 a day legally and get them fast track to being Americans and get them their welfare and get them everything they need. 5000 a day And they wanted to pass that along, and that was their that was their border solution, along with their Ukraine money that they wanted. So they added that to the bill and and or the resolution. And Mike Johnson is simply going with the other voice that comes from the American people, saying, "Wait, that's not what they want." First of all, we're done with the war in Ukraine. This is not all war. This is the war. This we don't even need to be in that war. We might have been able to get over there and do diplomatic work. We don't need to be involved with their war with Russia. But they insist. And why, Debbie, does Congress, so many of Congress insist that we continue with Ukraine?
4: Because so many of them take money from the um, industrial military complex. The people that make bombs and planes and all the diplomatic things that move money around. And every time they move money around in huge chunks like that, Mm. it is so easy to skim portions of it to go who knows when there's no accountability yeah. it's fraud it's and, stealing. And, and mr
3: zelensky comes back to you know, just a month ago he comes back to congress and he says hello with his hands out hello <laughs> and, and why would he do that is there somebody compromising congress that he's he's you know trying to warn him i'm going to tell it all if you don't do something well like including Joe Biden.
4: Well that that would be like blackmail or something. But you know what I found interesting? Mm-hmm. A few months back when all the wealthy were I don't know where were they? Monte Carlo or uh, Saint Bart's. Uh, yeah how many new mega yachts were all laying around? And mm-hmm. guess who owned them? Zelensky. The Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alright, so that's the thing Joe doesn't want, you know, while he's ranting and raving and trying to accuse the Republicans of all this stuff. So what's happening is the the money I talked about earlier that formed the majority in Congress and has been for a long time now the Democrats and all that they do to try to, to change America into something else with gray skies, then they're, it takes away your freedoms and your your. Inflation is so bad that your savings are now needed to cover it. All that they're doing, they have this majority and they do these things, yet the American people are still the majority that are against that, but they don't want the American people's voice heard too much. And the Speaker of the House is now kind of trying to bring in that American voice, and guys like Joe on his show is trying to make him a villain for even thinking. Make him a
4: villain, and you notice how he said, Donald Trump wants it.
3: And Trump, Trump you know, d- d- the just main dump Trump.
1: Those Trump, the <laughs> Trump They go and for got, the most obvious. Donald
3: Trump wants it. I'm seeing that they go for the most obvious, you know, poke here, poke here. It's like they're running together. There's a war, an old school war where they just have knives and swords, and they're just running together, you know, stab here, stab here, stab here. And it, it matters not. Uh, anything else. Just, you know, make sure we stab them in the right places.
4: But your title's right on to <laughs> Until
3: we can see... Seeing clearly story. is a beautiful thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, i got to get over to the next but I want you to hear this. This comes from the X-22 Report. We'd love to listen to this because it's an oversight. It's an oversight of what's actually happening as opposed to what you just heard from some guys, ranting and Raven. Uh, I think it's a man and wife or whatever in that show, but ranting and raving on the Steve Bannon show so that Steve comes back. By the way, go listen to Steve Bannon and any chance you get he's um he's definitely gonna he's gonna show you the clear sight that you need to see just when he's gonna explain to you why and he brings in the perfect guests that know exactly what they're talking about as far as everything he's talking about recommended the steam banish show right now um let's go ahead and listen to x22 and his oversight see,
6: they're gonna try to make this look very very natural as we move forward now of course why are they doing this Because they realize. At this point, with all the evidence that is coming out against Biden, his poll numbers, everything that they want to do will not work because he doesn't have at least some of the people behind him. And they're going to need someone that is a lot more popular, that can draw the people in to actually try to cheat in the election. And it looks like we got a confirmation that Biden is going to be dropping out. Trump was being interviewed. And they asked him a question. Do you think Biden is going to stay in the race? And he said, no, my opinion is that, no, he's going to be dropping out, which tells you everything you need to know. And the other thing that we can see is that as Trump gains momentum and he wins the nominee, yes, we're coming up to the New Hampshire election and we're going to see him win by a landslide once again. And as we move throughout this entire process, The deep state, what they're going to see is they're going to see that Trump is building momentum. He has the people behind him, and they're going to have to figure out a way to stop him. Now, they're going to try to do many, many different things. But like we saw yesterday, Alex Soros sent out a message pretty much saying that we need to stop Trump by maybe assassinating him. And what's very interesting about all of this is that Tucker Carlson actually asked Trump about, you know, are you nervous about an assassination? Well, Trump at that point in time didn't really answer Tucker Carlson during the interview, but we know that this has always been a possibility because look what they did to JFK. Look what they did to Reagan. And here we are with Trump. And these individuals, they were outsiders trying to go after the deep state players. And I do believe they will try to do something. Now, once again, will this be the shot heard around the world? And if they do make an attempt, And I say attempt, I don't mean they're going to actually succeed in this. This is going to make Trump's poll numbers skyrocket like we've never seen before. And the people are going to really wake up, especially if there is evidence that is showing who is responsible for all this. Because think about what's happening with the January 6th insurrection that the deep state had. The evidence is pouring out right now, showing that this had nothing to do with Trump. It had nothing to do with his supporters and it had everything to do with the FBI, had everything to do with the Capitol Police, had everything to do with Antifa BLM, had everything to do with Nancy Pelosi. And now you have the January 6th Unselect Committee deleting encrypted files where they're obstructing justice. I mean, this should tell everyone everything they need to know. And it kind
3: of does with me. They've deleted all the critical files that proves that they that it was all just a cabal. You know, it's just all made up. You uh, know, the whole January sixth thing was uh, Department of Justice agencies designed, CIA, FBI, all those agencies together. The Capitol Police they put this thing together. They knew exactly what they were trying to do here. They accomplished it then the Jan 6 committee which was a sham committee right from the get-go they didn't follow congressional rules and Nancy Pelosi didn't care when they when it came up Nancy they're not following rules Jim Jordan wanted to be on you you need opposition on your committee this, this they did allow opposition on but they weren't opposition they were rhinos said, mm-hmm. no we've done that part already you're not in yeah, They didn't want any non Yeah, A fake opposition. Yeah, the fake opposition. No, was there was not. plenty of other rules they didn't follow. They didn't allow, it was all one-sided uh, hearings. There was no the other side gets to speak. There was well, none of that. a
4: whole other giant rabbit hole it's that a, people will see. People are up clearly up yeah. waking up yeah. seeing
3: this stuff. You think that when, when, when uh, Joe Scarborough was hollering Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson, look at that guy Mike Johnson. I'm sure he had him on the TV screen while he was right. doing it. It was really Nancy Pelosi Nancy Pelosi look at this House Speaker Nancy Pelosi what is she doing to this country well she's tearing up Trump's uh, speech the <laughs> State of the Union she's <laughs> right. doing stuff like that <laughs> guys we are more polarized than ever before in America and again you can you can thank Barack Obama the was the not the start of the polarization but the one that drew the wedge through it the huge huge wedge makes it that much harder to get us back together. In the end, you know what will bring us back together? Not even in the end. We're still in the beginning Here is the the will of the people, the goodness and the kindness and the hospitality of the people. And it is their land. It is their country. And I'm telling you, they are willing to fight for it. We'd like to do this without anybody getting hurt. But we are so polarized that they have to find a way to get through to the people themselves, those who are not seeing clearly.
4: You know, I heard something in the last week, and somebody said to Trump, said, what would you do if you become president again to unify the people? He said, oh, it's easy. Prosperity. Mm. When people are doing Mm. well, there is no divide.
3: And I thought, what a concept, huh? Well, we saw it. When he cut did all the tax cuts, people were doing so well. They were happy. At the end of the week, they had money left in their paycheck. Their bills were paid. It was all because the economy was just crushing it. They They were doing great. People were happy. You had extra money to go boating on the weekends. You had extra money to do anything. And and it was no inflation.
4: And they felt good. They had jobs. right? It doesn't feel good to have no job.
3: Right. And when I listen to the opposition, which is the news, you know, the fake news, when I listen to them, they say the opposite of all that for the last, you know, years now, that um, when Trump was in office, we had a terrible economy. We, everybody was very angry. Everybody was upset. Inflation was huge. And I'm like, how can you say that when none of that is true? Well, <laughs> because they can. That's,
4: their, their that's how they their work.
3: It's how yeah. they operate. You guys got to see this. Seeing clearly is a beautiful thing. We're a polarized country country. We're so polarized that we don't know sometimes where to stand. If you guys like your freedoms, you know, like to be able to do what you do, I see you on Facebook. I see you on Instagram. Uh, I see you uh, posting your nightclub visits and your fun times. And, you know, it's beautiful, happy faces and people having a great time in America. But we're polarized when it comes to politics. So you know what you can do? You can go bury yourself when it's time to vote. Cause you just can't stand it. It's nothing like the fun I'm having. It's boring. It's it, I don't like to argue. I mean, I just can't talk this stuff. You know, you can go there, or you could just start to see clearly. You know, hating Trump does not mean hating your freedoms. Um, you're hating a name that everybody was taught to hate, and only those who see clearly see through it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to help you guys to see. But today I know somebody else that can also help you to see. It can also help you to rationalize your inner feelings, and that is Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest.org. He's got movies out, uh, the Jesus movie with Greg Laurie. He's got the Greg Laurie life story, uh, the excellent movies. I've, uh, I've heard that it's on um, Netflix now, so you can go there if you're using Netflix or you can just look it up online. But today, let's listen to what Greg has to say about how to resolve conflict. It's tactical
1: gamesmanship and they're keeping mental score. Well, hopefully that doesn't sound familiar. But if it does, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us learn to resolve conflict by following an example we see in Scripture. Today, practical help for everyone.
2: Well, grab your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 15, and the title of my message is How to Resolve Conflict. We're going to look at a story now in the Bible as two godly men have a conflict. Two men who love the Lord have a disagreement and they were apostles nonetheless. And we're going to see some very important things from this. But we have some troublemakers that have entered the scene. They're believers in Jesus. They're Jewish and they have a Jewish background and they felt that one had to be circumcised before they could become a Christian. They were placing an unnecessary barrier on these new believers. So Paul and Barnabas are now a missionary team, and they're not happy about it. And they thought, we need to go back to the leaders in Jerusalem and get this resolved. So the apostles and elders met together to resolve this issue. The apostles gave a ruling. So basically they... Said, okay, we're not going to require circumcision. To become a Christian, you need to believe in Jesus. Look at verse 11 of chapter 15. We believe through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We shall be saved. Bottom line, it's Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus only. You don't need anything more than Jesus. What do you need to do to be saved and forgiven? You need to recognize you're a sinner. You need to realize Christ died on the cross for your sin. You need to repent of your sin, put your faith in him, and receive him into your life. And Greg is going to go on to
3: get to the core of his message, how to resolve conflict. And I think basically at that core you're going to learn that you can argue yourselves into a fight, one destroying the other or destroying each other, or you can resolve your differences and High-five each other and walk together in in Jesus' name. You're not always two people are not always gonna agree on everything, and that is what he's trying to say. And the other thing he's trying to say is if you're gonna be a believer, all to get to heaven, all you have to do is be a believer. He just pointed out some of the scriptures that it's the one thing you need to do. It doesn't say plus this, plus this, and plus this. It just says believe in me. And what he's trying to say is There are a group that goes door to door. They feel like if they don't, they're not going to make it to heaven. They've got to witness what the Bible says. They've got to do it door to door. Oh, The other thing that I have a problem with is they rewrote some of the scriptures and then republished the Bible to their own liking. So I have a problem with that. But I want you to know, you can do that if you want to, and it's great. Jesus did say, Go about the world and preach the gospel that everyone might know that I am their Lord and Savior. And you can do that. He didn't say, You must go door to door and preach the gospel, lest you don't want to go to heaven. He never <laughs> said that. He so said, It's very clear. If you want to get to heaven, just be a believer. You can get to heaven, do that. You know, if you're laying on your deathbed, just accept Jesus in your heart, even if you've never yet until that moment and you will find yourself in the arms of the angels in the loving, open arms of Jesus. Guys, we got just a little time left, so I'm going to bring you over to our health segment. And Debbie, why do we like to do the health segment on the American Freedom and God podcast?
4: It's like <laughs> politics. The more you educate yourself, the more you understand what's going on and the better chance you have to live a happy, healthy, successful life. Yeah,
3: absolutely, and I'm living proof of that. I've been eating healthy. I've been feeling happy. I feel good. I can. I can do stuff that's you know, hot, hard, and heavy, and it doesn't tear me down. That's right. I got myself together here, and so do you, and I got it from you. Well, we're today going to Costco with one of our health segment experts for the American Freedom of God podcast is Dr. Eric Berg DC. We use Dr. Eric Berg's expertise to help this podcast and to help you know with visual and audio aid to the podcast and today he gets uh, teamed up with Bobby Parrish over at Costco.
7: What are they up to? When Dr. Berg said he's in town and should we make a video at Costco? I said yes and I said why don't we walk around the meat and seafood aisles and show people what to buy and what to avoid when it comes to beef, seafood, chicken and all that stuff. Me and Dr. Berg are going to break it down right now. Awesome. We have a lot of fish options here at Costco, but what I love, and I'm sure Dr. Berg loves too, is this salmon here. This is a wild-caught salmon, and I think it's really funny to look at the difference between this and this. Slightly different. Now, here's the crazy thing. This is farm-raised Norwegian salmon. What's the price per pound for that, Dr. Berg?
8: That is $11.99 per pound. The wild-caught? Versus
7: $9.99. But you're getting superior fish for a cheaper price. This is Norwegian farm raised. A couple of things we talk about a lot. Number one, the color of farm raised is not orange like that. It's actually gray as can be. And they have to add either artificial colors or beta carotene to the feed to make it more pleasurable to our eye. But these farm raised fish live in pens in the ocean that are overcrowded. They're called aquacultures. The feed can be GMO feed, like corn and soy can be animal byproduct. And sometimes those pens are so crowded they'll put antibiotics in there because they get sea lights. Mm-hmm. I know it is not as fatty as this, but wild caught is where it's at. And Dr. Berg will tell you why from a nutritional reason.
8: The, the biggest reason why we eat salmon, for example, is the, it's called DHA, that's omega-3 uh, fatty acids. So Because we don't get enough from regular foods. So this is the best source, one of the best sources of omega-3. And if you get the farm raised, you're not gonna get that. So, that's one of the reasons which will feed our brains, our hormones, um, our heart. It's an anti-inflammatory. And most people have a lot of inflammation, so eat more salmon if you want to drop your inflammation.
7: Is the, is the omega is higher in farm Yes,
8: they actually are starting to spike the omega-3, uh, but they're also spiking the omega-6 like way, way higher than it should be. And those are the ones that are already out of balance. So we really, ideally, with like a one-to-one ratio, but that's hard to get unless you do shellfish or seafood or, you know, cod liver oil or something like that.
3: Okay, so I want to add to this too. Uh, we've been listening to Dr. Eric Bergner. The discussion we just had was about the salmon. He talks about the compounds that causes you to be healthy pretty much from A to Z. He does that in his videos. And what we were learning from him, Debbie, you and I were learning these things and saying, you know what, you're you're telling me, you know what, I already know where to where to get that stuff because you shop there all the time. One of the places was Costco. The other ones are if you go to a fresh market, you can discover whether or not you're getting farm raised, um, which, you know, they they have to put in antibiotics and everything else into these tanks to keep it from getting infected.
4: Sea lice.
3: Sea, can you yeah, keep getting sea lice. Uh huh. And so th- there's that. And you would be able to tell, like, at a fresh market. You can also ask, um, you know, if, if it's not labeled clearly, but you would look for grass fed and um, wild caught as opposed to anything farm raised or GMO'd. And we've been learning that from Dr. Bird, but we're all, when we go through Costco, we see what to put down and what to pick up. Pretty much. And we already know because we've been listening to them for so long. And you already knew because you've been practicing this for for years long before I even met you. Well,
4: it's an education like anything else. Yes.
3: And so, guys, I encourage you to educate yourself on uh, what's going on with the ingredients in that that canned good or that boxed good you're about to buy um, also food that's cooked in plastic not so a good uh. yeah. <laughs> as it would say yeah. the Italians would say and there was a reason for it because the plastics can somehow on a level that you can't see with the naked eye it can bleed into the food you would probably be better off sticking to um, glassware or something where that's not going to happen.
4: Especially if you're microwaving. Especially, yeah. uh, and especially if you're microwaving.
3: And the microwave isn't 100% uh, free of issues because the microwave has microwaves of radiation that it uses. It, it rubs molecules together very tightly uh, on a microscopic level, and that's what makes the food get hot. So once those molecules are done being rubbed together, not only did the structure and the texture of the item change because its molecules were messed with, it's now it's very hot, but also there's a certain tiny trace of radiation that exists now in that ever-changed structural item you just heated up in the microwave. Have you ever taken a crispy chicken nugget? And it was great last night, but now that it's the next day, I'm going to put it in the microwave, and you see what happens to that chicken nugget when you pull it out?
4: Yeah, it's either really (laughs) soft or really hard, right?
3: Right, one of the two. And if you take it in too long, it's hard as a rock. If you get it out in just a few seconds, then it is all mushy and just completely changed from what it originally was that's a little lesson with microwave but that's it guys i just want to continue on this where we do use the health segment it's causing the american freedom and god to kind of go over a little bit sometimes maybe it's because i talk a little longer in the monologue maybe it's just because it's god's way so (laughs) we're going to do this again next week i can't wait see you there so until then goodbye This has been the American Freedom and God Podcast. Join us every week for the latest episodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review the series. Visit us and comment on a blog post at johnpfox.com. Happy listening, and remember to always show your awesome. Bye.
1: Stupid, stupid is stupid. That's-